Okay, what's going on guys? It's Barry here today down at Bellator 217, aka Bellator Dublin Media Day. Flying solo right now, so Roscoe, he could, he could make an appearance later, but I'm going to go in, chat to some of the fighters and see how they're feeling. So let us know what you're thinking and let's go. Okay, here we go. I'm here with Richie Smullen. Richie, how are you doing today? I feel great. I feel super fresh, two days out from fight night three days from pizza night I want to fuck this guy up in two nights time that's exactly what I was going to ask I always ask what is the one meal you have after a fight so we probably started off with that is that what you you have a pizza after do you I have everything after you know what I mean I, like I diet so hard for the last 12 weeks for this weight's pretty much on I'm working with like Lock Loader like George Lockhart Dan Lee Tristan and all the guys like nothing's a problem everything's on target now like two days of fight and three days I eat yeah, exactly. Everything. Yeah, it's uh, the SPG lads do it right, don't they? The Lockhart's food, just everything. They're taking it like they're taking it up a level. Yeah, well, I think like if you have to invest in yourself, you know what I mean. Like George, Tris, and Dan, all the guys, they are the best. So you know what I mean. I just say the best work with the best. Yeah, exactly. Uh, did you learn this sort of method before going into the Ultimate Fighter, or being in the Ultimate Fighter, you just concentrate on nutrition and fighting? Since all of that time, I've been really got working with George and all of that, and now like everything's came together, and now I'm a complete fighter. I always had the skills, the heart, the determination. I just never had the nutrition. Now I have that. Now it's gonna be a different animal now. Yeah, uh, I remember your well. The first time I ever saw you, it was against Reese McKee in Bama, okay. And uh, I'd previously seen Reese fighting. He was uh, I thought he was brilliant, huge range, and he's real tall and skinny, hence Skeletor. But. Uh, it was probably the best draw I've ever seen. Just looking back now, do you, if, you, if that hadn't happened, you wouldn't have then gotten into the undefeated series of the Ultimate Fighter. You know what I mean? I thought they were going to actually give it to Reese, but uh, you did a good job there as well. Well, they couldn't. What do you want to give to Reese? Oh, no, I thought they were going to give the win to Reese, but they gave it a draw. And then from there on, you then moved into the undefeated series of the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, but how could you give him the win? Yeah. Oh, no, I know. That's what I thought. I thought you won that. I just thought, yeah. I thought because they gave him a previous title opportunity. No, like, I, I thought I won as well. I think I won round the first four, four minutes of round one. He maybe the last 30 seconds. He definitely won round two. Round three, I was on top of the whole round. I think I won. The draw, the draw was fair in the end. It was a good fight. Like I said, I'm not going to talk shit. The, the fight's over. It's in the past, and I forget about it. It's done. Yeah. And you go and you move on. Uh, can I just ask you, when you were in the, at the Ultimate Fighter House, was it good to have Brad Katona there, a fellow teammate, that you could just talk to? Because obviously you don't have any phones or outside contact. Yeah, Brad's a cool guy. You know what I mean, yeah. it's always cool being around Brad. It's yeah, he is a, he's a lovely guy. Yeah. yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, it was just at least it was kind of like you knew someone before you went in. It always helps. Yeah, yeah, that, that definitely helped. Call Pendred and uh, when he was in the Ultimate Fighter House as well, when he was with uh, Chris Fields. But uh, were you here for almost five years ago for UFC 46 when Conor McGregor blew the blew the roof off the stadium? I'm uh, I'm part of the SPG Ireland team now with John for about nine years now, so I'm here a long time. I'm here part of like, the older crew. Yeah, you were in the building, yeah? And uh, No, I couldn't get a ticket for that one. I was in Good the, I was in the next UFC. I was in Paddy Hoolan's corner for the main event in Dublin. Um, a lot of people that listen to the show feel like this is going to be just as big as UFC Fight Night 46. Uh, what are you expecting from the night itself? I'm expecting a great night for my team. SBG, like, like, you know what I mean? We're all on the main card. Like, there's me, James, Peter, Kiefer. Like it's gonna be a great night for all of us. We're gonna get four wins on the main card, and the rest of the guys on the card, 
it's going to be a great night for our team and I'm, the gym is buzzing right now, you know what I mean? It's a big night. Like, we all fought on the same card. I fought on the same card as all the guys a few times, but now like we're all getting paid to do it. Like Bellator's giving us the option to make a living off of this. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like Bellator looks after the Irish lads, like no matter what really as well. Yeah, Bellator they do look after us, you know what I mean? We're in a nice hotel, we have PDM money, I mean they're paying us well. Like they're a great show great organization. Well here, Richie, obviously you don't want to give away how you're gonna win over the weekend, but um would it be fair to say a submission? I'd say so. I was definitely sure is I'm gonna try fuck this guy up. That's definitely sure. Brilliant. Kill this motherfucker. Brilliant. Richie, best luck this weekend, right? Okay, here we go again. Uh, I'm here now with Paul Redzer Redmond. Uh, first of all, Paul, how are you doing? All good, all good. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. I was a bit nervous after that first interview with Richie, but uh, flying solo now. Yeah, but like, why are you nervous? You're doing the talking, we should be nervous over here. You know? I know. No, I'm only messing. I'm always confident. How <laughs> for these things? What a joke. <laughs> but uh, first of all, you were here on the, the UC Dublin card nearly five years ago. I, I didn't fight on it. I was seriously fought on it and I just cornered the city for that uh, card and then I cornered the city for the second card. So I actually never fought with the UFC in Dublin. Alright. No, I saw I saw a post you put up a while ago with all the gloves from nearly every organisation. Yeah, that I, I was signed to the UFC at that time. They had play, put me face up all over Dublin, but I actually never fought for the UFC in Dublin. Yeah, th but that was it. It was the picture was up everywhere around Dublin. Yeah. They just knew it got traction. Yeah, it was just it was just one of those things that, that uh, we were chasing a fight for that and it just never happened so it was no big deal um, no, no big panic I'm you no private you know yeah uh, the thing is right obviously five years ago it was like the, almost the birth of Irish MMA and like I feel like this weekend it's just going to be just as big no I wouldn't say that the birth of Irish MMA would have been uh, way before that uh, you know well when was, like it was no, like, when we're doing it in cage halls or something like that so yeah, I, I think it uh, that was the pinnacle of Irish MMA at the time not the bad way I think it just brought a lot of boys on um, what we were doing already a long time like uh, I'd been training what maybe 8 years 7 seven years uh, before the UFC rolling in town and before anyone started getting snapped up with the UFC so we were all at a long time so certainly not the bad it was the pinnacle at the time and I just think this is a, this is a good second wave of coming through we've got a lot of uh, new guys coming through uh, so this is the second wave now coming through uh, I'll rephrase that, sorry about that. But uh, yeah, in the last five years, it's been mental over here, like especially obviously people doing great, winning belts all over the place, yep. traveling everywhere. Um, this weekend, like, how much are you looking forward to like just showing, showcasing your skills again in Dublin's Tree Arena? Yeah, it's, it's always uh, great down there. You know, it's always good atmosphere. It's always uh, quite busy. I think I've, I thought they were only doing the 5,000 for, uh, for this show. Usually they can pull a corn. If no, they're opening up the whole ca uh, card. Yeah, the whole thing, yeah. Yeah, I think they've done 8,500, 9,000. If they do that amount, it's going to create a great atmosphere. Yeah. Oh, I've been looking at Twitter and loads of people are giving out that you're not actually on the main card. Yeah, a few people have said that to me. It, it makes no odds to me. Like, I've done all the ESPNs, the Sky Sports, and Foxes, and Cards, and stuff like that. So to me, I'm just worried about the fight. Uh, not worried about it, just, I'm, at, I'm, I'm keen to get in there and show like, that. That's my focus, is the fight, not where I'm at on the car. Like. No, I know exactly, yeah. But um, what are you sort of expecting after... Like the, do you think? Like I have a feeling, if over half the Irish fighters win, they're going to bring Bellator back to Dublin within the within a year. It's look, regardless of if Irish fighters win or not, all a company wants essentially is to get a good crowd, get a good showing, 
and to make money. That's what essentially they're in there for. So if they sell it out and it's a great atmosphere, regardless of if they win or lose, they'll be back. So go to get your asses down to the tree arena on Saturday night, fill the place out, and they'll be back 100%. Yeah. That must have made you very excited as well, knowing that they're like the cook, they're doing a six-part European series as well. Yeah. <laughs> or do you have aspirations to fight on, on the, under the banner over in America? We've been asked, we've been asked to sort of get uh, me work visa for America, so uh, we'll be on one of the Americas. I was actually asked to do the fight. It was a fight card happening two weeks ago, I think. Or, uh, well, Newcastle? Uh, yeah, and uh, we were asked to do that after I had signed the contract for this. So they're keen to get me on the American card, so... Uh, I, I would put that down to the experience I, ha- I have. I have a lot more experience. I have a, a lot of guys on the card. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure uh, after this fight, you might see me on the American card. Yeah. No, it's, I just think what Bellator is doing to Irish MMA is absolutely brilliant. You know what I mean? Just bringing a lot of guys on. And yeah, we've been missing, if, you've been missing them uh, big cards coming to Dublin for a while. You know, there hasn't been that sort of popping up in a while. Bam has gone on there. Cage Warriors haven't come back here uh, in a couple of years, uh, which is a shame. So uh, Yeah, it's very much uh, UK-based. Yeah, UK-based, but I mean, it's, it's, it's fun in that respect, but it just leaves sort of... It, it leaves us, the, the, the pros, to... We got we got to go abroad to fight, which is not ideal for our fans and stuff like that. So uh, the more we can get these big shows here, the better. Yeah. I've seen you fight a few times now, but and you always get a massive cheer from the crowd. Yeah. Um, first of all, that's it. That must be brilliant for you, anyway. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things. That when you retire, sit down about twenty odd years, it'll, it'll be a, a great memory, and it spurs you on in there in the night, you know. So uh, yeah, we can't wait to be in there on Saturday night. Yeah, and just a couple more questions. What uh, it. What are we sort of expecting from yourself now this weekend? Like, like obviously you're expecting the win, but expecting a knockout? Is that what we're going no, for? No, I don't. Uh, I don't do predictions. Uh, we'll see what happens in there on the, on the on Saturday night, and we walk away with the win. It was the most essential bit, but I don't do predictions. Yeah, that's the essential thing. Uh, also, I always ask people this: What is the first meal you want to have after a fight? Uh, we've got a protocol which we sort of follow down. Oh, after the fight, sorry. Yeah. Uh, after the fight, um, I'm going for pancakes with my niece Faye on Sunday morning. Yeah, nice one. Yeah. yeah. What, what What are you having on it? Uh, a lot of chocolate, a lot of sprinkles, a lot of everything. So all the all the nasty stuff that you're not allowed to have in camp. Yeah, you, you know what, you're obviously looking forward to it, but uh, best luck this week and I can't wait to see you in action. Thanks very much. Cheers, thank you. Okay, I'm back in action again and I'm here with Brad Pickett. Brad, how are you doing? I'm bad, thank you. First of all, it's very good to see you. Last time I saw you were here, um, I actually had to take a photograph of you with one of our good friends called Ray. Uh, it, it was in uh, sorry, it was in uh, the Gibson Hotel. Okay, okay. Yeah. When was this? Was this when I when I fought on the? No, the it was. Here or? No, it was actually uh, the last Bama and Bellator oh, that was here. Yeah. Bama and Bellator. Yeah. He was like, he was like, here, Barry, take that photo, quick, quick, quick. And I was like, all right, grand. And, and then do you know what the worst thing he did? He posted and he didn't even tag me in it. That's that's sacrilege. You got yeah. Very him, very him. But how are you doing today, anyway? I'm good. I'm all good. All yeah. good. And uh, for the people that are just wondering what you're doing, and you're not living in Dublin now. You're here. You're no. here training one corner, one of the fighters. Yeah, I've got two guys fighting. I've got, uh, well, two, one girl, one guy. I have Olga Rubin, who, who's fighting. She uh, was supposed to, supposed to be fighting Sinead. Uh, unfortunately, Sinead got injured, but she's yeah. still on the card. She's fighting um, a French girl now. Uh, but I'm here with her. I also have Luis Gonzalez, who's fighting on the card as well. Yeah, uh, Olga's getting a massive ride up. I've been following the, the Bellator Dublin hashtag and stuff, and people are giving her a big shout ever since over in uh, Bellator or Israel. Yeah, she's a, she's a very. 
athletic and gifted, gifted uh, uh, fighter, you know. So she, I believe she has a, a bright future ahead of her. And uh, yeah, so she's she's very coachable, good to train. She's very good to work with. Yeah, so that's easy for you. Makes makes my life a lot easier when someone's easy to work with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, you have a great career in the UFC. Obviously, Bellator now is sort of trying to take over the the number one spot in Europe. I, I feel now as well, adding the European series. Uh, obviously wrapping up nearly every Irish fighter that's available as well. Uh, what do you sort of make of the MMA scene now in the UK and Ireland these days? Well, the MMA scene uh, globally is always getting bigger year in, year out. Uh, Bellator is definitely making some uh, big ways, pushing uh, the UK events over here. I think yeah. it's quite quite clever. Uh, uh, taking over where Bama was, Bama, so Bama... Uh, is now no more, but now a lot of their fighters have moved over to uh, Bellator. Yeah, uh, Scott Scott really is uh, zoning in, knowing exactly what he's doing. I feel like. Yeah, it's kind of like what you do if you take away grassroots sort of level and you help them blossom. They're going to come to your show, obviously. That you know, so he's taking uh, all the talent uh, early doors, and so like then kind of cutting off the competition which is the UFC where at the moment now the only real way to get to the UFC around Europe is Cage Warriors and, and uh, yeah so not everyone goes down the Cage Warriors route because you know and obviously yeah because now Bellator actually paying fires some good money as well so at the end of the day people want to fight but at the end of the day it's people's jobs as well yeah because it used to just be oh UFC or quits really and then uh, now it's like you know what Bellator is actually a more viable option first of all you know nearly everyone I think especially here in Ireland Connor definitely opened the door for everyone but now look at what he's look what him and John yeah. and Owen are all after creating yeah I mean obviously uh, uh, what call it Conor McGregor is the, the MMA monster that just made this sport boom not just globally but especially obviously especially within Ireland and with that you, you just see the, the, the overspill you know there's so much uh, more attention around other fighters which is great it's great for them a great exposure for them and like I say there's so many more shows now here and signing local talent because they just see this multi million pound superstar in Conor Gregor and they think oh maybe we, there might be another one another gem in there in Ireland as well so they're trying to find the early doors yeah it's brilliant for us I think it's also made it broader especially with the women here getting publicity as well uh, that like it's not just about being a cage fighter it's like the life you live like also the amount of kids now that are going into it is like uh, learning self defence it's not just about at the end of the day going in and knocking the head off each other it's like it's the lifestyle as well but when I first started it wasn't even like a career path for anyone but obviously now for a young inspiring athlete it's a you can see with Conor McGregor you can go on and learn life changes or money so people see that now so it's like oh this is uh, Conor McGregor wasn't nowhere a few years ago now now so he makes it a bit more um realistic to people you know yeah. so it's the expectations now that oh, I could get maybe achieve this with hard work and dedication um, but that's the thing you know so now a lot of people are seeing this as a legitimate career path and, and it's booming it's like everyone's there everyone's get, you know young athletes now where maybe we would have done football or some other sport now they're going straight into MMA so yeah. uh, we previously had Fabian Edwards on the show just before Bellator Newcastle and uh, he was sort of saying that um MMA isn't that mainstream in England. Now, I feel in Ireland, it's not really, it's sort of like still not put on the on a pedestal yet. Um, 
What do you think needs to be done to change that, or do you just think over a matter of time things will change? For me, over the matter of time, is in when I first like when I say when well, I first started the sport, it, it, it was more of a spectacle. You know, it was like this cry guy versus this sumo guy. How's that gets on? Or this this jujitsu guy versus a wrestler. How's that gonna go? And now it's actually like a gym or a sport. And for me, it's the number one combat sport there is. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah. Uh, you see the growth rate it has over years. For me, it's going to surpass everything. The reason I say this is because when you have a high-level boxing match, the best box this might sound quite obvious, but always you know who's kind of going to win because there's normally one outcome. Whoever's got the better, better boxing is going to win that fight. In a grappling match, who's got the better grappling is going to win that. In wrestling, who's got the best wrestling is going to win that. When MMA, it's like so many more variables within a fight, it makes it so hard to predict outcomes of fights. You know, sometimes I'm not a better man, but I've lost a lot, and quite a few results have happened like over the last few years. Yeah. You know, you, you cannot predict the sport. That's what makes it very exciting. And uh, what are you actually expecting from Bellator Dublin this weekend as well? Because uh, the media are sort of hyping it up, but like um, I feel like it could almost be bigger, and the stadium is about to be sold out as well. Well, yeah, obviously. All the show can do is sell an event. All the fans can do is turn up to the event. And then it's up to the fighters. Sometimes you look at cards and they look absolutely amazing and they suck. Yeah. And you look at some cards like, oh, this looks terrible. And then you're like, oh my God, this is the best night of fights ever. So at the end of the day, it's always down to the individual fighters, really. So the approach has done its job. The fans are doing its job by turning up. Now it's on Saturday night, it'll be the fighters' job. Uh, and also I always ask everyone this at the very end what are you going to have after the fight after the fight now what's the first meal you're going to go to me I'm not fighting anymore so I can eat whatever I want um, actually, I actually I've got I'm competing in a few weeks anyway so I'll watch why I wait but obviously Olga's fighting so wherever she wants to eat afterwards I'll go where she goes is it an Israeli cuisine or is it a would it be would she try a chipper it'd probably be the closest thing to, to her that she could grab you know so, uh, I don't know. May, may, maybe some kind of burger. Cool. All right. Thanks a million and Thank best you. luck this weekend. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. How's it going, guys? I'm here with Leah McCourt. Leah, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good. Excited. Brilliant. Uh, first of all, I, was tra I see you're training out with uh, Owen Roddy as well. How are you getting on down there as well? Yeah, I've been training with Owen for over a year and a half now. I, I love it. I love I love uh, coming down and learning off him. He's an MMA genius and he's a, he's a high level Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt and uh, obviously an unbelievable striking coach. So it's amazing to be able to learn off him every day. Yeah, exactly. He's been there, done that. Striking coach against uh, Floyd Mayweather and everything. Chap is a lot. Yeah, that, I know. You, you kind of forget that when you're just in the gym training all the time. Uh, like of how uh, you know, world class coaches you, you're getting to train with. Um, but it is, yeah, it's amazing. Are you getting better one-to-one uh, -one time as well, ever since he's just solely dedicated to his own gym now? Uh, well, we have a small team. You know, Owen's always been there every single uh, pro MMA session. He's, he's, you know, never misses a session. He's so committed. He's so enthusiastic in every session. So it's just really good to have that. Yeah, he's a lovely, lovely guy. Um, okay, you're. A, I feel like now, ever since Sinead's after falling off the card, I feel like you could be the potential woman's face of Irish MMA. Is that what you're sort of feeling? No pressure now. Do you know? I don't. I, it's just normal to me to be fighting, and like, do you know, it's not my first, you know, big show or big fight. Do you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of just feel like I'm one of the guys. But you know, myself and Sinead Kavner are probably the only two real 
pro-Irish MMA fighters, you know, in Ireland, and she's a training partner of mine, and it's good to see us both being able to come up. Yeah, because that would have been a massive disappointment if both girls had fallen off. Uh, especially these days, there's so many like up-and-coming girls, underage girls, yeah. get, getting uh, training. That uh, I really felt like if there was Irish women on the card, they'd be like, "Oh, one day I could be like that." Yeah. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Like I've overcome some adversities to get here, and I've made sure I've just, you know, stayed the course and trusted. And, and I'm excited to be able to step out in that cage on Saturday night. No, oh, I think you have a really good backstory as well. Obviously, your mother as well, yeah. Yeah, my daughter Isabella. She's eight. Yeah, and then uh, no, I've just been myself and my friend Ross. He's obviously not here today, but uh, we've been following your story, all the like stories, to be honest, just to see how the train is going. And I feel like you're getting huge amounts of support. Yeah, like I, I obviously live in the north, I live in, from Belfast and there's just always been good support from, do we all like to see our own doing well and, and especially, you know, being a female, a lot of, I have a lot of support from athletes and people in Northern Ireland, yeah. And do you have many people come down from Belfast to watch it? Flip, I don't know, there's going to be a lot, like my, my family, my sponsors, you know, my friends are all coming down and it's nice to be able to do that in, in Ireland, normally I'm away fighting or competing in a different country, so nice yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw also you, you said that every step is like a bigger and bigger step is that because you're fighting obviously in the featherweight division isn't it no it's just as a female that you there's no way uh, there's no way to build your record you have to take whatever fight you can and you just get a fight and accept it you know like uh, my first fight was a, a two-time Olympian my second or my first pro fight was a two-time Olympian my second pro fight was a, a IMAF world champion like like I am you know we're fighting so early in our career you know that, that, that fight could be like for a title fight in an organisation, but we're fighting that in our first and second fight, so you're taking big steps every time. Yeah. Jeez, fair play to But, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, okay, so what are you expecting this weekend as well? Because uh, obviously, I feel like the, the stadium is going to blow up, I feel like, with all the support from everyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I think it's going to be an exciting fight. She's an aggressive striker. I think she's going to come forward. Uh, I'm going to look to just implement my game plan. Yeah, well, you know what? Best luck this weekend. But before I leave you, I have to ask you this one question: What is the one thing you're going to eat straight after your fight? Uh, a burger, def. I'm going to run to Eddie Rockets outside the three right now. <laughs> okay, brilliant. All right, thanks, million Leah, and best luck this weekend. No worries, thank you. Okay, here we go. One of the main men on the card, Mr. Kiefer Crosby. Kiefer, what's the story, man? How are you, brother? You good? Feeling good. Excellent man. Joe, you know I've been following your, I've been following everything you've been doing all the way up in the lead to the fight. You're putting in some graft there. I'm becoming a grafter? No, you're putting in some graft. You're doing a great yeah, job. Man, exactly. Hard work. That's all I know. It's just work hard, believe in yourself, and here I am. So. Yeah. And then you're even getting uh, like spray painted all over town. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's my shout out to Subse. Um, that was like a little surprise they done for me in my last fight. And, uh, and that was in Smithfield. They come from the north in the city of Dublin, Dublin 7. And uh, they put that up on the wall. And it's crazy. Even though I was there the other night, I seen it. And like it's just mad to even think like that's done. And, um, I just appreciate my people so much and I, I love where I'm from and I'm very thankful that I'm in this position. So. Yeah. And then uh, obviously, you, obviously like, you're a bit of crack online as well saying be no one better piss in this as well. If you can better not pissing on me. If I catch anyone pissing on me, I'm telling you now, I'll roundhouse kick the legs off them. Yeah. <laughs> you won't be pissing ever again. <laughs> no, no, I, I, saw, I saw that and I thought it was hilarious. Joe, I first was introduced to yourself when I saw your documentary. Uh, it was a couple of years ago. I think you went to Iceland as well there, yeah? I didn't go to Iceland this time, no. I no, 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 no. Uh, the documentary you did a couple of years ago. This was just, uh, I, I don't know how many fights you had in, but this was a good while ago. Yeah, well, we went to Iceland for the UFC um, 
when Connor fought Brand Dow that time, we went over and done a full training camp there for seven weeks, and uh, that was a, a great experience to learn from Connor and learn Paddy Houlihan and Colt Pendrin and all them lads. You know, they, they really are the ones that inspired me to, to work hard. And I got to live with Connor and live with Paddy and see firsthand how they lived and how they worked and his work ethic and his self-belief and determination I mean I just embraced it all and learned from it and uh, yeah, here I am now on a big platform myself and all those hard years of, of hard work and, and here I am now it feels right it feels correct being here in this position yeah. that's, that's, do you know what that's actually a great upbringing to be around it and be like you know what I want to make this my show yeah well exactly mate everyone like fighting is a very um, statement orientated sport I mean everyone has an opportunity now to make a statement and I think you know when you look at that Josh Plant fight people remember it you get me and I, that, it was a mad fight me, so that was the one in Dublin yeah that was probably my least favourite fight because I was sloppy and I got hit more than I should have and whatever stupid things happened but I think uh, that was a barn burner it was, yeah it was a scrap it was a bit of a sloppy fight to be honest if I'm being a technical um spectator on that but uh, I, I, I pride myself on being a technical martial artist yes I pride myself on finishing people as well but that's all through technique and uh, patience and accuracy and you know my skill set so I just want to make sure after my fights I'm one happy with how I performed and two I won and winning impressively is, is important to me as well I don't like decisions that are boring I want to knock people out I want to you know th that's what sets the bar and that's what that's what propels you to the next level yeah, yeah this is obviously your second fight now with Bellator you won over it wasn't it in Rome it was in Genoa in Italy yeah yeah in Italy yeah and then um, like this is where you get to really showcase your stuff Sky Sports as well man what do you make of that yeah it's huge mate it's, I'm very proud to be doing this like I mean Sky Sports is one of the original sporting programs yeah yeah it's huge like so I'm just very happy to be on it and embracing it I haven't looked into or thought about it too much I've just been again focused on me training and, and that, that, that's that's all. Uh, do you have the boxing record just to see what to watch it all back? Um, no, not yet. No, but I'm sure I will. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you watch Bellator Newcastle? Did you? I did. Yeah, it was yeah. a good show. Great show. Yeah. yeah but they always do a great show. Yeah. Uh, no, I just thought some of the production might be a bit better, but like hopefully in Dublin it could be even that much better. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, obviously when Bama was here, Paddy Hulham was sort of running the show. Uh, is he going to be part of anything in the background? I have no idea. Hopefully, I love Paddy the bits. He's like a brother to me, to be honest. Me and Paddy are very good friends, and he was uh, one of my good mentors actually when I started off. He showed me a lot of stuff, especially with jujitsu, and um, taught me a lot of stuff about this game. And I gained a lot of knowledge from Paddy Houlihan. He's a, a proper Irish legend and a proper sporting legend in this country. And uh, he sees he's running for um, he's candidate for Sinn Fein. Now. Yeah, well, yeah, he wants to be the T-shock. Yeah, fucking right, and he should be. He has a great uh, mindset, and he's a man of the people, and I'm very proud of him. Yeah. Do you know what? I can't deny that. I've been watching this no-showing podcast. I saw you on it. Obviously, James, yeah. Peter Creeley, like just nearly everyone's on it. But um, yeah, I was actually expecting him to be here today. I, I, I don't know what capacity, but um, what can you do? You'll be there on the weekend. But uh, yeah, here, do you know what? Best luck this weekend. I really can't wait to see you in action as well because you go out and finish. Yes, that's all I'm thinking, mate. Is I'm getting a finish. I'm gonna hurt this man. Yeah. That's all I'm. That's my mindset now. I'm gonna hurt this man. Yeah, because uh, we've we like we have a big American audience as well. But uh, like definitely guys check out Kiefer on this because uh, he's one person you can't miss it's not going to go to the decision as well so that's great as well but um, what, what are you sort of expecting first round obviously second round first round KO that's all I'm thinking right now yeah and then I ask everyone this at the end of, uh, one of the interviews uh, what is going to be the first meal you're going to have after the fight Ah, Lee was saying if there's some Jaffa cakes in the back, float up and get a big 18 box of Krispy Kreme donuts and scoff them, mate. <laughs> yes, mate, I have a sweet tooth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right, perfect. Kiefer, thanks, man, for coming on the show and uh, best of luck this weekend. Can't wait to see you in action. Okay, what's going on, guys? Right now, we have Peter Creedy, who's in the co main event of the evening. Peter, what is the story, man? How are you keeping? I am good, I am very good, feel good. Weight cuts going. 
I'm a bit lighter than I've ever been. Easy. Yeah. Like, I mean, the amount of people that are queuing up to interview you, like, and you're still ready to go. Yeah, this is part of it. I've, I've amused to this. I've had many big fights like this um, in Russia and Africa and different places. And I'm, it's fine. I, I, enjoy, I, I personally enjoy this part of it. It's, it's, it needs to be done. I think the fans like hearing from, from people and, you know, it's never a problem for me. Yeah, Waterford's own. Um, obviously, you've been all around the world fighting, like, and this is something that, like, not many Irish people have done. Or most Irish people are sort of have been going through the ranks in Ireland and, and UK, obviously, but uh, can you explain to some of the people what it's like to have been so travelled and know what the story is everywhere, you know? Um, it's been tough. It's been a very like hard road I've taken, uh, harder than it needs to be. You can, you can yeah, but sorry, sorry for interrupting. Yeah, because you've been around a while as well. Yeah. So, but it, but it's I wouldn't change it because it's it's made me that the Peter Queeley that's going to show up on Saturday night wouldn't be the same Peter Queeley if I hadn't have been in Russia for the last two years, fighting all these different fights and been to Africa and been to Poland and been to Italy and been to all these different places. So, it's um it's carved me into the fighter I am now. So it's I wouldn't change it. Yeah, all them experiences, you know, it's more more crack with a life for a living rather than just sitting home the whole time, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but uh, I've been following your Instagram the whole way through and you look like you mean business. Obviously, you've been sparring with Connor, but like, how's it, out, how's it going out there in SPG Nice? Great. Uh, couldn't have got off to a better start with the gym. It's very popular. Membership is really high. Um, I just love training there. Me and Connor just love training there as well. It's, it's, we built it for us. So it's, yeah. it's tailor-made for us. So now I still train with John in, in uh, SVG Ireland. He's my coach always. Uh, but I, I have done a lot of my training in SVG Nace as well. But it, it's very close to my house too, so it's, it's easy. Yeah, well, that's the thing, you know. But um, you've obviously well-traveled, and then you've seen many gyms, been in many, many cages. But um, what is the one thing you think that makes SVG different? SVG different? Um, when I, I, I would point to my team in SPG I have a very the team is very big now it's changed over the years it's, it's huge now I don't know everyone that well and whatever but my core team has stayed the same Connor Sergey Kiefer James Keen, all these lads the lads core, they're all the same and that's that's what makes it different for me is that it's like it's like I'm with, I'm with the same family I've been with with 10 years and not many fighters can say that except SPG guys yeah that's the thing it's like a family isn't it yeah, it is. It is. And like I said, it has gotten bigger and a bit diluted. There's more pockets to the gym now. But my core has stayed the same. And my relationship with John has stayed the same. All these things have, st- have stayed the same. So that's that's a big strength for me. Yeah. And uh, obviously, were you at Bellator, oh, sorry, excuse me, UFC back when Conor fought Diego Brandel? I was, yeah. You were in the building, yeah? I was. And um, I feel like this weekend is going to be something just as big. Yeah, it's it's you, you can't replace Connor, of course, uh, but but this is it has the same feel to it in the run up. I feel, yeah. um, I think we're gonna like that 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 time when Brand Outer's beer dripping through the bleeding ceiling. <laughs> it was crazy, and I think it's gonna be a similar thing on Saturday night. It's gonna be a crazy atmosphere, I think. Yeah, similar but different, I think. Yeah. And uh, how much are you looking forward to being on this car showcase and in front of like a massive audience on Sky Sports as well, man? Yeah, it's huge for me. I've had a lot of big moments in my career, but never a big moment in Dublin. Yeah. So this is a this is different for me, and it's it's always something I've wanted. Um, and I, there was times I thought I would never get it because because the way my career was going, I was I was after signing that big contract in Russia, and I was almost okay. Maybe I'll just stay over here. But things changed, and I've I've come over here now, and it's it's great. Yeah, what goes around comes around. Uh, what's your what, what would be your um, advice for someone who wants to Make, create a career in MMA but they might have to go to Russia they might have to go to Kazakhstan they might have to go to Africa 
what's my advice to someone uh, yeah I wouldn't shy away from those experiences there's easier ways to do it you can you can be a bit more selective but I wouldn't like I said I wouldn't change that that's that's what's after making me yeah. what I am yeah. so it's at the time there's ups and downs and you feel like oh maybe I should have done this different but now it feels perfect it feels like exactly the way I should have done it so yeah. I would embrace that always embrace challenges and you'll, there's no growth without without um, you know discomfort and challenges yeah and you look ready to go um, what are we expecting from yourself on the on Saturday uh, just so I can go to the bookies now come out take the centre of the ring march forward break his face that's what I'm planning to do um beat him until he quits or the ref pulls me off him that's it if he can last 15 minutes and give me a fight great if not it's great too yeah everyone's expecting the show and uh, ask everyone this after the interview what is going to be the go-to meal you have after the fight uh, I like pizza so I love a pizza after the fight are, are you Hawaiian type of guy or are you just pepperoni pepperoni just pepperoni extra cheese pepperoni pepperoni brilliant Peter it was great talking to you and best luck this weekend Okay, what's going on, guys? We're just about to finish off the show, but I'm here with PT Carroll from MMAfighting.com. PT, what is the story, man? How are you keeping? Good, man. How are you? Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. No, no problem at all, man. It was just, uh, I don't know, I had a good time, and like I'm sure everyone else did here as well. Yeah, it's, uh, it was way more people than I anticipated, to be honest. Like, the media numbers were pretty crazy here today. Like, it was, it was jammed. Me and you were sweating here, for God's sake, <laughs> talking about it, you know? <laughs> No, I was just sweating from nerves, man. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's me too. Yeah. Uh, see, the thing is, right, just obviously I just sort of want to wrap up everything here, just have a bit of a quick chat. But um, obviously this is going to be one of the biggest shows Ireland's had in the last five years. Possibly the second biggest, if you're going to look at uh, UC Dublin when Conor McGregor literally put us on the map. But um, I, I've been looking like at the hashtags and social media and stuff, and it's not really like doing massive amounts yeah. of numbers online yeah. have you been looking at that I don't really look at that but I, I think I know where that is like I mean this is going to be the event that sets up Bellator over here because this has been the problem for a long time where, where Bellator isn't a recognised brand over here when people think of uh, MMA they think of the UFC so yeah, I think exactly yeah so I think with this being on Sky Sports because uh, it it's such a big presence in this part of the world that I think the brand is really only being launched in the last week with the MVP Daily Fight and now this one and to be honest I I feel as though this card is going to deliver for a casual spectator a lot more than MVP and Daly did because everybody put that fight up on such a pedestal. That Same it here. It could never live up to expectation, really. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was because MVP's style. You're like looking at a, the Bellator Anderson Silva. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just I, I think like in an ideal world there would have been a knockout there either for Daly or MVP, and then as we saw when James Gallagher fought in Madison Square Garden people were waking up to the news that he had this amazing performance against Chinzo Machida so they were like where can I watch this fight where can I watch this fight you know I think I think this is these are going to be the events that really um, really kind of make Bellator a brand over here yeah obviously you've been covering MMA longer than I have but um, like I'd bring up Bellator to the casual fan and they're like how do I watch that or what is Bellator yeah. like you must have these problems all the time oh sure even covering the sport you know what I mean like my, my editor in America he thought I was taking the piss out of him like the first time I was like I, I can't watch that legally over here he's like what <laughs> he's like oh, do you, will, you watch, will you watch this event in Italy I was like I can't mate sorry about that now I was delighted of course but um, yeah it's insane it really is crazy I feel like I feel like we're still years behind the US when it comes to MMA like in terms of like that, that's a mainstream sport over there now like Conor McGregor all, all his money is coming from the US he's not making much money over here you know what I mean like I, I still believe it, it has to grow 
exponentially over the next few years. Um, I think we've had a few bad PR days in terms of, you know, the post fight frack is a 229. The mainstream media over here kind of were calling for it, like not to be regulated, the sport, etc. And Connor when Connor jumped into the octagon last time Bellator was here. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean these are these are things that um whether Connor likes it or not, he's gonna have to start realising that his behaviour um that reflects the whole sport. I know, yeah. It's 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 hard. Like I mean for a guy like I've never had a job in Ireland. I've been doing this for over a decade. Uh, never had a contract in Ireland. Like that it it's on a it has a it doesn't have a good reputation over here at the moment, I don't think. Yeah, I know, that's the problem. That's the problem, man. Like, obviously, we build up a big following from Americans tuning in, like, supporting Connor, and then we obviously, like, back Katie Taylor, all the Irish yeah, stuff, yeah. and then obviously, Connor went on hiatus for ages, and then we were like, right, we're going to have to find other stars, you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah. You, can't, you can't be like throwback Thursday, Connor, again. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, what are you sort of expecting this weekend? Because obviously, nearly five years ago like it was the first time I went to a, a UFC event yeah. and uh, like I was absolutely like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing and yeah. then um, obviously then Bellator has been back here it hasn't really gone amazingly if it was to be fair and then obviously then when Paddy lost in the main event in UFC as well that didn't really set everyone light. I feel yeah. like it needs that another kick in the ass and I feel like the likes of Kiefer obviously James Peter this is like the new wave and people are in for like they're in for a shock like the us five years ago like it's gonna be something like that. I don't think that can ever be re done again. Like that, that like I, I, I said that the day. After. Don't say that, man. Don't I know, say I that. Really, I really don't. Like I mean, if you look at any other new country on the world, uh, they've never had a day like that. Like that doesn't happen. Like that was magical. Like back then, it was it was magic. It was like Connor was magic. Like it really was. And then the way that the card went with Paddy starting it off and stuff like that. Like you just you you can't compare and they all won yeah but you can't compare like the the, the opposition Kiefer Crosby and Richie Smullen are, are facing like on this card to that yeah but, I know but I still believe I still believe that it's going to look really spectacular because obviously we know Kiefer's got an amazing knockout style he's got amazing dynamic strike in yeah. Arsenal you have Smullen with the amazing submission Arsenal like I feel like when people are seeing the highlights of this on Sunday morning on Sky Sports News are going to be like holy shit I want to go to one of these Bellator events you know exactly I mean? yeah uh, I think it was yourself who asked there saying like are they going to come back more Oh, man, th th this is this seventy-five SBG fires on the roster now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I think what really helped Connor, obviously being the Irish, but um, it created such a buzz around him. And then the Americans are like, oh my god, the Irish guy. I want to see what he's doing. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? And this this is like another wave of it as well. Obviously different, but still a wave. Yeah, I feel like James is like obviously the the rifle uh, front runner of this card. Um, Bellator have invested a lot of money in James. James has always they really have. James has always come up trumps for them as well. He's the guy. He's the initial SBG signing, really. You know what I mean? And then from there, Brian Moore, Sinead, Kavanagh, who we'd love to have seen tonight. Yeah, Brian Moore as well. I wish he was on this card as well. He's he's the most underrated fighter in Ireland, I think. Yeah, and he's been around for ages, man. Yeah, I mean, I think he's I think he's absolutely brilliant. Like, the, if you look at the opposition that Brian has t taken on in Bellator, it's it's a tougher opposition than anyone else in Ireland, I believe. Like him and him and Paul. Well, not Paul Redmond, but he, he, probably Brian, to be honest, has taken on the hardest challenge. No Adla Hat, AJ McKee on short notice, unbelievable. Yeah, oh, man, that AJ McKee fight. I think he was winning the first two rounds yeah, in the tournament. Yeah. That, that shows you how good AJ is, right? That he could turn it around like that. It was pretty unbelievable. Yeah, yeah and AJ, I think AJ, uh, obviously James and then uh, Pico as well are getting massive backings. And then, well, I feel like James is getting the biggest push. Like, yeah. I think Bellator are putting a lot into him. Um, James' story is slightly, like, slightly reminds me of Connor's because obviously Connor uh, won over in Boston. Everyone come out to see him. He busted his knee. He was out for ages, right? And then uh, James was out for ages. To be honest, man, he looked a bit depressed the way he was growing his beard and stuff. And he didn't. He, he looked very, very run down. Obviously, he's only a young kid. Mm. But um, 
then he went he couldn't wait to go against Bandejas and I feel like he got a bad rep after that because obviously before the fight yeah. he went all the way across the octagon and uh, the only person I've ever seen do that is who? Connor, yeah. No, no, Ian Pascue, man. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I've seen Connor do it though. Right? Oh, have you? Okay, sorry. Oh, wait, no, I actually haven't. No, right yeah. in. Yeah, all no. The, all the way across. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. But like, I think I think he was just too ready to go. You know what I mean? I, Over eager. I, I think James always like that. Like I, I feel like that was always going to be the, the the vultures were always going to be circling, waiting for that defeat. But now he's got it out of the way. Uh, like, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's, Like this is MMA. You can't go a whole career without losses. Like he's going to lose again. He's going to win again. This is the way it is. But nobody like. When you look at what James brings to the table, like it's a, an incredible polarizing reaction. When I put a sub on MMA fighting, people, hundreds of people, commenting on on the side thing, on just like I mean, they, he he provokes such a reaction out of people, whether it's positive or negative. Yeah. it's numbers, it's always, and that's really all the fight game's about. That's the thing. He embraces it as well because I've talked to him numerous times, and he's sound. Like we were up at Bellator 200, he was just a very very nice guy. He's obviously now and more getting people dragging out of him. And he doesn't know who to trust. I don't think really, but his core group of friends there is what really keeps him grounded. Even the likes of Kiefer, like Kiefer puts on the yeah. the big back, and then he's actually you know, like his sound. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. family as well. James' family. Um, Andy was here earlier. His yeah, dad. His dad yeah. The, the, you know, they're they're really uh, close in a group. Like I, I speak to his uh, his mother and his father at every single event. They're, they're really they're really just a normal family at the end of the day. You know what I mean? I think people they they put these people on a pedestal and they, they 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 nearly don't treat them like humans when they meet them. You know what I mean? So that that's probably weird if you're James as well. You're only 22 and people are treating them like you know what I mean. Yeah, it must be a weird experience. Nobody treats me like that. <laughs> yeah. He was telling a great story. He was there talking with, uh, he was on Lydia Dell's Dolls show, uh, Lane TV. Don't watch it every week now, but uh, I had to tune in because... I'm a massive jo- fan, I am. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh, John and James were on it, and uh, I think it was James telling the story how he was 13 and he was fighting like a 21 or 22-year-old up in uh, Northern Ireland. And I was like, geez, this chap is just uh, no fear. Yeah, that was... Uh, I think it, I don't know if John, I didn't see the show so John Kavanagh I, I, you did <laughs> yes I did but John Kavanagh was saying um, at the time John Kavanagh was trying to get the fight pulled off and then he ends up making James come down and train with him because he's yeah. going to go and like what you can't make a child fight then James beats him he's like alright maybe you should train an SPG yeah. so uh, that's where it all started yeah he's he was um, competing in the adult ranks of uh, the Irish Open in Jiu Jitsu when he was 14, 15 I think he battered me once in about 60 seconds you know what I mean like he's just he's been a prodigy like like people forget that like when he was a teenager he was a jiu-jitsu prodigy before MMA before I had a I can remember being on mats in, in Dublin and people were talking about this kid from Straban he's probably only 14 years of age you know it's, it's incredible that he's had that pressure on him from his whole life basically and people are going how are you going to deal with this but he's been dealing with it since he's 14 15 years of age you know yeah and he's so calm yeah. So, so calm. Um, just a couple more things before we wrap it up. Uh, obviously, this is going to be a huge show this weekend. Uh, how much are you looking forward to it? Hey, you know, I cover a lot of events, so I mean, I, what I'm looking forward to seeing is um, how the fans react to these guys. Obviously, with the UFC being the most uh, prominent brand here, they would recognize the names there a lot more. But, you know, me and James have talked about this for a long time the importance of Sky Sports, and I really feel a lot of stars are going to be born on Saturday night. Like, if, like, I know the crowd are going to be involved for the Queely v Price fight because there's just so much going on in terms of Irish MMA there. But I I really feel like even if it's, it knocks the socks off everything on Saturday night, the next time they come, that's when we're really going to be like, we're going to see how big this is this has become because of Sky Sports and because of whatever happens on Saturday night. Yeah, Sky Sports. Uh, what are you expecting on Saturday night, obviously, for people that aren't coming to the event? Do you think bars are going to be showing the fights? 
Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. For some reason I can't see it. I, I don't know because I'm not really. Usually when I'm in America, I'm there at the fight, yeah, so I'm yeah, not yeah. in the bars watching. But I would say so. Like I mean, um, if you think about it, I can understand why you're kind of like because it's usually on at three o'clock in the morning, so all the bars. Yeah, are that's the th- you know what I mean? that's like, what I hate covering about this fucking sport. Yeah, right? yeah. You're up until five in the morning. You can't sleep for a month. Yeah, that's it. I don't really sleep at all anymore. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think that that's a big difference. It's going to be on prime time, and the city's going to be buzzing for it. Like I mean, even. Yeah, people are probably going to demand it, aren't they? Yeah, like I've been, I've been like driving around li- listening to the radio, and I mean, there's you can hear something about Bellator two seventeen in Dublin, Ireland. Like, only for the last two weeks, I've heard it every time I've been yeah. in the car. Yeah, yeah I've been yeah, looking at the even well, F one four sort of covering it. Yeah, but uh, I've been looking at the even Herald, and they, they haven't been writing anything about it. Uh, well, like I mean, th- this is the problem. Um, the mainstream media in Ireland have a reluctance to accept this as a real sport. Look, I mean, yeah, but yeah, but what you if, yeah, but uh, <laughs> if they did take it seriously, but. I know, but like, what, what do you think it's going to take for them to turn everything around? Because like, look at John Kavanagh, man, that fellow's just such a perfect face of MMA, and the way he's, he's well spoken, you know what I mean? He's not, he doesn't. The problem is with John, like John does it only speaks to certain media. Like when this thing went down at UFC 229, we we're trying to get comment for RTE and different things like that, and he just, you know, he snubs them. Like if if you don't, as the head of as the head of IMA, yeah. as the head of IMA, he has to engage the national debate. I was very disappointed with um, his lack of a reaction to that he went across and did um, an interview with my good friend Ariel Awani and, and Joe Rogan but you're not actually convincing the right people there like they, them people who are listening to them shows they love MMA if, if something goes like this and people are saying oh well is this sport's a load of bollocks as him being the head of the sport and he has to come out and defend it like you know he's made his name off putting himself in front of the cameras when the times are good so when the times are bad he needs to do it too as far as I'm concerned and I'm certainly not the only person who feels that way in Irish MMA yeah uh, Man, to be honest, like, you know I mean, like, when we first started out with the podcast, it was just, uh, I knew a lot about football, Ross knew loads about football and MMA, mm. and then, uh, like, Irish rugby just came with it as well, but uh, as I've started learning more about MMA, I'm like, I look more for, I look forward to more, like, the embedded or how people train, how they eat, the nutrition, the dedication that they put into it. Mm. For instance, look at Leah, she's, like, she's a daughter and all, she could be the face of women's Irish MMA as well, because yeah. that mantle's there to be taken, but um, the fight is just an after thing, and at the end of the day, these guys are like, right, if I win, I'll make more money for my family. It's all it. I mean, fighting has been happening since day one, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But um, I just feel like in Ireland, it's not, like, it needs, like, it needs to be accepted sooner rather than later, you know what I mean? I, I, the problem is, I think the glory days have come and gone. Like the golden era of Irish MMA is come and gone. Like the wave that was yeah, going to take him when, when they were when they were in Dublin that time. Uh, Connor beat Brandao. Even yeah. the smoker fight after that with Hulahan. Right then we had a fantastic group of people, very different people, all different characters, um, all all representing different kind of um, classes in Ireland, different areas in Ireland. Yeah, from Carl Pendred obviously yeah. going to Belvedere, and then like 100%. obviously like Connor for instance. Like, yeah, I feel like. Um, a lot of people missed the opportunity there. Like I feel like people who were employed by the mainstream media, they had their idea of what they were going to write before that even happened. Like, oh, this is a load of bollocks. And then, yeah, your man uh, Joe Brody coming out saying that it should be like taken away. The problem. Don't don't share it out. Don't talk about Joe Brody when you read stupid articles because he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's turned down three opportunities to debate me on this because he knows he gets smoked. Like he's a barrister, but like you know, he he's going to do that every time this happens. He probably have something out on yeah. Sunday and everyone going sharing it, going, oh well, this is disgraceful. Well, don't share it then. 
just leave it there. The only reason why they're putting these fucking things out is because people are going to retweet them and share them out, you know? I know, that, 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 that annoyed me so much because, like, obviously I want to make this movie professional and stuff as well, but, like, obviously I want to... It's, it's more of a sports and entertainment show. Yeah, it's not yeah. just MMA, yeah, obviously, understand. because, like, other stuff happens in the world as well. Yeah. But people like that are putting it down, you know? That's why, it's like... Because it's personal, right? Because you, you want to get involved because you're like, are you serious? Yeah, you know? yeah man, I was freaked. I was freaked. <laughs> but if, if you notice from our own Instagram page, we don't actually put any pictures up of people actually getting boxing ahead or anything. It's more the yeah. putting up the titles rather than... Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like... Like we have younger people as well. I don't know. It's just we're uh, allowed like people getting punched in the head. Like that's there's no oh no, I know that, <laughs> I know that. But it's it's more because we're not just MMA. Right. Like yeah. if it was just MMA, you know what you're getting. But it, it yeah, translates yeah, to everything. But uh, yeah, I can't believe it's going to be on Sky Sports this weekend. This is Crazy, huge yeah. for the country. Hopefully, it really, 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 really kicks off as well. But um, how are you getting in anyway? Like covering the sport over ten years, and uh, you've yeah. obviously seen it evolve massively. And uh, how did you first even get into it? Um, my brother was uh, training at SBG and. You know, Connor was on the up then and Paddy and I kind of just start going to events with him and I was working for a, a local paper, uh, Blanche's Gazette, and they have a series of papers, so a Lucan Gazette. Malahoy Gazette. Malahoy, Swords, and then it kind of just happened that Chris Fields lived in Swords, John John Redman lived in Malahoy, Connor was from Lucan, so I ended up getting uh, just kind of making the whole MMA thing out of that for a few years, and then eventually I went to the Mirror in 2013, but that was all freelance work. I mean, you're working for patents, you're working to just get your name in the paper. But, get your uh, name in there, yeah. But, like, I mean, they, they still haven't done anything, as far as I'm concerned. Like, I think Noel McGrath, uh, my co-host at Eurobash, he's the only person who actually works for mainstream media in MMA. And, uh, yeah, he has uh, Off the Brawl with uh, the bra, News Talk. Yeah, that's right. Like, like they, need to, they, need they need to push that as well. Exactly. Like, I mean, how are you going to cover a sport if nobody on your staff knows what they're talking about? They're doing a podcast called Dadcast, though. I was just like, what? Yeah, I, I don't know. To be honest, no. One, Will Fleury was the only person in, in, in there doing interviews. Yeah, I saw that. Like, I mean, like Noel has a, a full glossary context there. Like, I mean, they could have done more. Like, but this is the problem. They don't really see it as as uh, legitimate. I still I know, struggling, man. but um, hopefully Saturday night will make it. Uh, give us some type of bridge to cross over into that uh, mainstream media. Yeah. Uh, just uh, just one more, one or two more questions. Yeah. Um, what is, since covering the, the fight game for the last 10 years, what has been like your highlight doing it? And uh, what also, what event has been your favourite event? Oh, the Dublin one, um, no doubt about it. Uh, Anything close to that? Um, New York, maybe 205 when Conor uh, beat Alvarez. Uh, like, I mean, if you want to go way back, like, there's cage contender events and stuff, like, where like Owen Roddy was on top of the card, Paddy Hewlett was on the card, Conor McGregor's on the card, like, they were magic nights um, you know I think I think some of the, the stuff I'm most proud of is the stuff I've done with Neil Siri though because I feel like uh, he was a man who didn't really want the story to be told but we kind of dragged it out at the end and in the end he's kind of become this working class hero a bit of an icon in the scene he has yeah he has it was sort of unfortunate the way he was just getting that on, bit on as uh, things were sort of taken up as well but uh, obviously loads of people know the stories of Conor McGregor uh, mm. there's talks that now Cowboy has signed a contract to fight Connor in the summer. No, that's not true. No, <laughs> no, no. Uh, Atara uh, confirmed that that's it's not going down. Like, but the thing is, like, we're gonna get something every weekend now because they have to keep their names in the headlines. Like, I, like I feel yeah. like it's gonna be. I don't really think we're ever gonna see Connor go, come back the way he was. Um, I know that's the thing. It was a very rare vintage. Like, I mean, any fighter, like, it's 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 just impossible to keep that level of performance, especially because he's a fast, he's a fast uh, twitch muscle fiber athlete. Like, I mean, Ireland doesn't create a lot of a lot of individuals built like that in the first place. And I, I think um, after thirty, those athletes always kind of struggle to keep going. Obviously, Connor's over thirty now. He didn't look the same didn't look near his bet, the best version of himself against Khabib Nurmagomedov so for me it's a massive no, yeah. mountain to climb here now like I, I, I think it's 
I, like I mean, Donald Cerrone. Even if you bet Donald Cerrone, that's that's nothing compared to what he was doing. Oh no, that's the thing. Like he's been to the highest high. Yeah, like anything hard. less, like, I mean, anything less is just. It must be crazy pressure for him, you know. Like um, yeah, like even like to take that Khabib fight, you know, like when it was it's his nightmare matchup and to do that, yeah. like it shows he's got he's still got balls of steel. That's the thing. He was he was proven yeah. that he wasn't a pussy. Like yeah. you know what I mean, although like I was like the, the stuff he'd done. Oh, he's, it, you know, he's, the he's the only person. Him. He's the only person I've ever seen that has to re re convince the fans, re convince the fans again. You know. Yeah, but. I, th I think and look at the way Poirier's moved on like uh, also um, sorry who'd be in 30 seconds Aldo uh, Eddie Alvarez like all these fellas have gone on and done great things since bounce back, yeah. Max Holloway for instance yeah yeah Max Holloway, I, I Max think, Holloway. I think trying to stir the pot over in uh, Jameson Whiskey Ross giving him the tour and everything yeah, fairy Ross. Ross yeah I was like is he coming on <laughs> yeah shit that. stirrer and all Brendan <laughs> Shab was like shout out to so organise that I said Ross Ross did that <laughs> he's uh, yeah no I did see that as soon as I saw the picture I was like is he after getting him over but um, <laughs> it's it's um, there's no no surprise to me that um, Holloway is the one person that he's not talking back to because I hate that matchup for Connor. Yeah, um, Holloway's good, isn't he? He's unbelievable. I, I I would fully think that Max Holloway would be Connor in a rematch like so. Holloway could be Holloway and uh, El Kikui, Tony Ferguson. That, like that yeah, looks like it could be. People talking about that. People talking about GSP and Khabib. Suppose the GSP is going to retire today. Did you hear that? And then Khabib was like, "Oh, don't retire, I'll fight you." So yeah. I don't know. Man, MMA is just mental. It's hard. It is. It is. It's, it's, it's just a, bizarre. Like. Yeah, there's shows on every week, and you just love. I'm trying to go to sleep some nights, and then shit pops off. You're like, "Oh, come on, man." Yeah. Give me one day off. Yeah. Because you want to be first to break it. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, we can talk more and more about MMA in the future, but. Uh, yeah. to, one quick one. Uh, do you think Conor will come back this year? People are sort of like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's safe to say. I, like, I mean, I'm like, who do you think it will be? I think it's probably Cerrone because it's a, a winnable fight. And uh, I think it's if if I'm his coach, I want to see what he can do. Um, so no yeah, better man against it's Cerrone's a striker. He's a striker. No point in putting him in against Holloway, who's an absolute killer. Who you know could potentially go up to 55 and beat Khabib. Like you know what I mean? It's um, he's. Could have had that fight as well. Yeah, I, I think I think uh, you probably put him in there with Cerrone, and then after that you see where he gets on. But I think the the problem with a Cerrone fight is if Cerrone beat him, it would be devastating. I know, and I wouldn't rule that out. I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, he looks re-energized, uh, re people once said. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Right. So Saturday, it all goes down. A few last words. What are you expecting? Uh, Crosby KO, Smullins uh, submission, uh, Gallagher submission, and. I don't know what's going to happen with Moyles and Queeley. I think Queeley, the, the clever money's on Queeley, but Moyles is one of those guys that for as long as I've been covering the scene, people have been saying, um, you know, he, unbelievable fighter in the gym. Just sometimes he can't put it together. So obviously he's been an AKA. I think Queeley's a better wrestler than him, but if he's been over there training with Daniel Cormier and Khabib and all those boys, you expect he has a few tricks up his sleeve. Yeah, yeah. That, that's good the way that adds a bit of spice to this card as well. Hopefully we'll, we look back in this card in five years' time and be like, do you know what, that was the second wave, you know what I mean? But uh, PZ, where can we find you, man? Um, I'm on Twitter uh, at PZ Carroll and the MMAfighting.com. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, you know he's cool because he follows Energize, but PZ, yes, can't sir. wait for Saturday and uh, it was good speaking to you. Thank you, my friend. Okay, guys, that wraps up the interviews. Um, if you couldn't tell that uh, I was a bit nervous at the beginning, very me. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to get James on the show, but uh, you know, people were hanging off him. And um, what can you do? What can you do? So, if you enjoyed this, make sure to subscribe, make sure to give us a shout out on Instagram. And as always, stay energized.